Hey everybody, the All-Star Game is past. Anthony Simons threw down, although I don't think he should have won the thing. Cassius, what's his name, had the best dunk. Anyway, <laughs> I followed the NBA, but anyway, tonight I'm excited to uh, welcome Sam from Sam Dunks, the Slab Stocks Network. Guys, this is one of the podcasts that, along with Sports Cards, Investor, Lucas Tigers and Bronze, House of Jordans, there's so many good options for you to go listen and find out about the hobby. We just want to be the place where, or a place, where we can talk about the game and how it affects the card market and what to look ahead for. So Sam's going to help us out. So excited that he's joining us. Glad you tuned in for another episode. Please like, share, subscribe, all those things at Hoops and Cards. Let's get after it. All right. Hey, everybody. I'm excited to welcome Sam from Sam Dunks of the Slab Stocks Network here to Hoops and Cards. Sam, man, it has been a blast getting to know you the last few days or as we've exchanged messages. And um, you've just been a, a powerful voice to me as a listener to your podcasts, uh, the, the Sam Dunks the last uh, six or seven months. Really, it's been awesome. But man, thank you for joining us. Looking forward to, to getting to know you a little bit tonight. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you reaching out, having me on. It's uh, I'm glad to hear that you've been listening to my podcast. I, I know I haven't listened to yours yet. Three episodes no, out, but I plan to. to. <laughs> if, awesome. I, if my meeting hadn't gone so long tonight, I would have already been listening to one, probably one and a half speed in order to try and get through it in time. But yeah, so uh, thanks for having me on. Thank you. Yeah, I'm learning on the job. I listened to my first podcast and I realized if I play it in 1.5 or 2x, it sounds a lot better. So, mm. or I just need to talk more quickly when we're actually doing this. But, but man, I'd love to start with hearing your story, like how you got into this, both uh, the hobby and the podcasting, and how's it going? It's good. Uh, you know, like my my history in the hobby is probably very similar to most. Where it's growing up, I was any money I had, I was going to Prices Collectibles in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Is that? Southridge Mall on 76th Street. Now I'd spend all my money on, uh, you know, they have these $2 envelopes that you could buy and you get mystery cards out of there. Usually it's like Brett Favre or John Elway or whatever oh. else. And then you get a, you get every once in a while you get a ticket and then they pull out a card and then you guess the price. And if you're within 10%, you got to keep the card. The best card I ever got was a Carlos Delfino autographed Jersey card. <laughs> so pumped. And, uh, yeah, that, you know, that was my intro into the hobby. I did that for years and years and years. And of course, my dad, like probably most dads, is like, you're spending your money on pieces of cardboard. And I'd say, Dad, look at the Beckett here. Like, right? this is a $5 Joey Harrington tops rookie. Like, come on, <laughs> how do you not see the value there? And yeah, you know, he, he never really was buying into that. And, uh, you know, I guess, you know, my history then through the hobby, it was that was like most of my childhood. And then once I got into high school, I wasn't spending as much money on it. I would every once in a while. And then I got into college and all of a sudden I realized, you know, now I realized I had a card. You could buy stuff on on eBay that by that time mm. so I was uh, I started buying cards again on eBay. But it was never, you know, I was never buying anything for profit. It was always just, you know, stuff I liked. Brewers cards, Bucks cards, okay. Packers cards, uh, buying guys that I liked, autos, a lot of Jersey relics and stuff like that. And then uh, 
I, you know, just kind of kept up through the, through the hobby like that. Um, and then Nathan and Aaron, two friends of mine, you know, they, they were working on slab stocks and I really backed my way into slab stocks by harassing them about their basketball content. Cause I was just like, <laughs> I was like, don't be telling people that Anthony Simons is going to blow up. When's he going to get any minutes? They're like, what do you mean? It's like, well, <laughs> he's, he's like the third guard on a team that's loaded with Willard, McCollum and yeah, yeah. It's like, where are the minutes coming or, they're talking about Mar- Marvin Bagley one one day. I said, all right, guys, I know you don't have time to cover basketball, but I cover basketball in, in my brain through podcasts and everything else, you know, like all throughout the week. So if you want me to talk about basketball, basketball cards, I can do that. And they were like, oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> if I hadn't been if I hadn't known them, I've known them my whole life. So if I hadn't known them, they would have never, you know, never thought about it. But, right. you know, it's uh, just like a nice confluence of events where i had the i had the basketball passion and uh the history and the cards and also just happened to know them really well and they uh brought me on board and now i'm a partial owner of slab stocks and uh it's worked out pretty good all right and our podcast hoops and cards we have some people that are brand new to this what is slab stocks just overall what is it what do you do like i told you earlier i know the podcast right because it's right. it's so, been fun but yeah I mean, I guess it, if you asked me that at any like three month interval throughout the history of slab stocks, the answer might change. But essentially, um, content driven uh, data platform that should be coming out sometime, uh, hopefully soon. Uh, and really, you know, we do breaks, which is like, uh, if anyone doesn't know what a break is, it's where we buy a box that probably most people can't afford just to buy a full box because they're really expensive these days and then you sell sell spots out to people so you you buy a pack and then it gets opened up and then the cars get mailed to you and that type of stuff so you know a lot of different things involved in the in the sports card industry uh we have our our hands in and and uh there's a lot of ongoing conversations behind the scenes where there's you know more things coming up here in the future and uh yeah so i don't know it's in my mind, it's this really big thing. In most people's minds, it's probably just this tiny little, <laughs> just this tiny little company. But uh, yeah, anything and everything that has to do with sports cards, we try to you know, do as, as best as we can and bring the most, most uh, valuable product for free to uh, anyone that's looking to get into it. So yeah, if anyone is brand new to, this, to the space, yeah, go follow us at, at Slab Stocks on Instagram. Will do. Yeah. Dude, what a year too for you guys to right, to have seen so much growth in the hobby in the face of COVID, in the face of a lot of shutdowns and things, and yet for you, a perfect fit with your basketball passion mm-hmm. and awareness to, to become the weekly Sam Dunks, right? Have you brought yeah. some of your Milwaukee bias or background to that? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, go for it. I did. I mean, last week I did a, I did one on, I mean, a lot of it was tongue-in-cheek, but I did a video on, on Chris Middleton, why he should be a should have been an all-star and yeah uh you know also took some shots at some other guys through it and uh i thought it was funny a lot of people i don't ever read the the comments because i don't want them to real i don't want to dwell on the negative ones because if there's one negative one and 10 positive ones i know i'll i'll think about the negative one but uh all the haters and the losers of which there are many they were all out for blood with my chris Middleton takes so yeah sometimes i bring that milwaukee bias in but it's been a it's been a really good year for sports cards in general, but especially basketball. So I kind of again, as 
kind of providential. I just kind of found myself in a really nice niche in the hobby and uh, it's, it's yeah. been really good for me. It's awesome when it's not just um, something that you can see, you enjoy uh, podcasting, you enjoy these guys, you enjoy what you're doing, but yet you love basketball. And, and one of the things like your, your, your passion for basketball or for the NBA, even um, like the all-star game, what an incredible, even though, right. In some ways the game doesn't matter. These guys aren't playing much defense, um, but you, we still love it. I still love watching them uh, do what they can do. And there's a, there, I'm getting to a question here. Like the reason I, I asked about your Milwaukee bias is partially because of Chris Middleton. Like he's, he's one of about a dozen guys where I'm like, this guy is either like not, not getting the respect he deserves or he's just on the cusp of breaking out. You know, it, it's yep. just a matter of time before, before people notice what, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, there, there are a handful of guys like that. I'd be curious who comes to mind for you other than, than Middleton. I mean, this year we've seen Julius Randall continue his breakout Sabonis, Jeremy Grant from Detroit came out of nowhere to be like 23 a game. You know, if Paris Levert returns to the court, you've got another guy who can do everything. There's just so many, you know, like I, you know, if you think about it in terms of like card investing or whatever, you know, you know, trying to find, identify a guy before that breakout. Yeah. It's, it's so tough because you have like a couple windows to look at. It's like right away in dude's career, if you have like a Luca or a Zion or a Trey Young or a John Morant where the trajectory from the jump is pretty good. And it's like, just buy as early as you can and hold. Um, and then there's a bunch of other guys where it's so much just speculation. And you're looking at like Jarrett Culver's or, or DeAndre Hunter's or Rui Hachimura's who, you know, some of them eventually will work out. And most, most guys statistically are going to bust pretty, pretty hard. Uh, and so there's a lot of buying of those guys early on and it's all speculation and, and you know, that's oh, oh, feeling Hart and Tucker. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, you know, so there's that window and then there's the dudes that, that they didn't hit right away and yeah. never really got that, you know, widespread love, but eventually become really good players in the NBA. Like there's not a team that wouldn't want to have Chris Middleton on it. There's not a team that wouldn't want to have Jeremy Grant on it. Yeah. But, also, it's like their ship has sailed as far as cards go. You know, I mean, you could still, if you wanted to buy a Chris Middleton card or Jeremy Grant card today, you'd still be spending a couple hundred bucks. But it's not like that would you would have to just be holding it for the rest of your life and just be happy that you bought it because you're not going to probably make a whole ton of profit on any of these things. So it's it's strange because, yeah, there's there's guys. Some of my favorite players in the league are dudes that that no one really cares about in the hobby very much. And. I don't know. I think two way two way players that are that just know know where to be on the court, know what to do, that influence all the different factors of the game. Which I think Chris Middleton, that's you know prime example of that. Sadly, no one cares about that stuff. They just yeah. they like whatever they see on Twitter in in six seconds on a highlight, and then jump over on eBay and buy it. And I don't know. Chris Middleton's not going to do that. But if you watch him for a whole game, you'd be like, wow, this guy's really good. Yeah, Bradley Beal, right. Like at what point? Again, I, I we didn't schedule this Milwaukee bent to the conversation, but Giannis is one of those guys. Like he didn't start out his first year or two as the guy to get, right? And yet at some point, you know what he, I'm saying? But he started with uh, he started with so much intrigue as the uh, the guy without a country because he was Nigerian 
but he was a Greek refugee, but he was not, he was not, he was not Grecian. You know, they, they never gave him or his family, you know, uh, Greek uh, residency until, until after he was drafted. Then it was like, oh yeah, please come back, sign your papers, you know? So, you know, there, a lot of people knew his story. So yeah, it took a couple of years um, for him to actually do something, but I feel like the market was kind of primed and waiting for him. And we mm-hmm. see other dudes too that come through that now it's like, is he the next Giannis? Like I remember when Bruno Caboclo was drafted a, you know, a year, a couple of years after Giannis and everyone's like next Giannis. And, uh, you know, basically it's just like, if it's a skinny rod, you know, tall guy that hasn't played very much, the thought is, is he the next Giannis? Well, the difference is that Giannis is like competitive and hardworking to a fault and also just has like these God given freak you know, physical traits that, uh, you know, so it's probably not going to be too many Giannis's. He he has brothers that he shares the same genes with that, that are never going to be able to hold his jock in the NBA, but. Right. Right. And you saw what he did in the all-star game last night. Yeah. It was awesome. He just went, went off. I can't believe LeBron was able to land that starting lineup, but, but Giannis was incredible. I'd be curious to, to, for someone who, um, you know, your background in, in basketball cards, um, and here we are coming off the all-star break. What are some of the, the things that you look at and you say, Hey, here's, here's the thing coming up on the calendar. Sure. Um, it's going to, it could affect the card market. Like, like for example, um, the trade deadline, Yep. you know, or just the second half, it's going to be clear. Some teams are still vying for the playoffs. Other teams are completely out, you yep. know, at what point is it a, is it a buying opportunity or a selling and what points in the calendar are you, you've got the new releases, you know, yeah. what are the things you would say, Hey, watch out for this stuff. Well, you know, I, I think right now is the perfect time to start reanalyzing all that because it's like you, you know, the way the calendar goes and um, you know, it's off season. It's like not a whole ton of people are selling and because there's not as many purchases going on t- to the prices tend to decrease. So if you're able to buy, that's a good time to buy when the prices are down. I remember last year, I was like, everyone was freaking out. There was like a 40% drop in the, in the prison market. And yeah. uh, there also was the year before that and the year before that. So it's like not a big deal, but um, you know, so off season, good time to buy. And then as we ramp up for the season, usually the highest point of excitement is like going into the season. Um, or like leading all the way up to Christmas, you know, Christmas day when they have like, you know, four or five games and, uh, you know, big basketball day, you know, that's like peak excitement for the year up until the end of the season. And then it kind of just gets into the dog days of, of, uh, you know, pre all-star break where, you know, you still have half a season or more before you really start ramping up towards the playoff race. So, you know, we're seeing right now quite a few cards kind of drop as people are kind of losing interest, maybe a little bit. Um, but then you get to the all-star break and now we're, we're halfway through the year. And this is, you know, my, I have a Sam Dunks video show coming tomorrow, March 9th. I don't know what day you're going to release, release this. Uh, tonight, man. I'm oh, tonight. So, yes. Yes. so it's, uh, you know, it's on storylines that I want to try and anticipate for the, the next half of the year. Um, yeah. Just thinking like in terms of teams, you know, big picture. Yeah. So one of the ones I brought up is like uh, the Phoenix Suns. They're, um, in their last 15 games, they're 13 and two. They have the second best net rating in the league. Uh, they, you know, 
they have a good young team. They also have Chris Paul. They, you know, they're good. They're the second, second or third best defense in the league. And, and they're no slouch offensively. They have a lot of guys that can create. So like a really good team, better than both Los Angeles teams, but you almost never hear about them. Yeah. But then, uh, the media and you know social media and how that all that works is it always overcorrects. You know, if if you have a team like the Jazz or the Suns who are really, really good and the media has been paying attention to the Bostons, the Phillies, the Los Angeles of the world instead, there'll be like an overreaction in the other direction. It's like, why isn't anyone talking about the Suns? And and every every media source will say that at the same time and all of a sudden we'll have a huge <laughs> overcorrection. So that's my projection. There's, you know, right now is a good time to analyze who wasn't talked about, who's going to be talked about as playoff races increase. We have a play in uh, tournament going into the playoffs this year for the seventh, eighth, ninth and 10th seeds in each, in each conference. You know, so there's just added excitement in there. And, and as you anticipate that added excitement, um, you know, there's going to be changes in the card market uh, for various players. And, and then like the trade deadline too, like you said, it's, you know, if, if Bradley Beal's traded to, I don't think Bradley Beal's going to get traded this year, although I, I'm sure he wouldn't mind it. Um, but it, you know, if Bradley Beal is traded, I would imagine there'd be a run on his cards just because you'd have a whole new fan base that would be excited about it. And you'd have a whole bunch of more people that would think automatically he's pretty much going to have a better chance at winning a championship now than he would you know or th- when he gets traded than he would have uh, with Washington yeah. although they're kind of plucky this year and doing better than <laughs> most of them, so no you have a good point like I I have uh done a good job great job this year of recognizing uh bumps after the fact like <laughs> oh James Harden finally got dealt now there now there's a you know right uh, there's a big change in his market or um, but it's the anticipation, really, it sounds like the anticipation of the playoffs or the anticipation of a guy might get traded or I don't even know if Blake Griffin matters right now, but he just got signed by Brooklyn. Like, I know. I'd be curious, are there any other, whether it's Beal or any other guys right now on the trade market that it's just a matter of time? Like like the, I before we got on, I read about as a Cavs fan, right? I'm, I'm in the shadow of Cleveland, so they benched Andre Drummond. Right. And they're trying to get something before they just have to buy him out and say, eat the 28 mil. Yep. No, but there are other guys who actually are consequential that could move this year. I don't know if anybody comes to mind for you, but. Yeah. I mean, I know the, the, a lot of teams want Jeremy Grant Hmm. and I'm sure the Pistons would be. um, If they got something worthwhile. I'm sure they'd be happy to let him go. I mean, all they had to do basically was sign him. Right. Uh, and then you get something for it. That'd be great. Although also when you're in a fan base like that, you have to consider, is it, you've already dealt, you've already cut Blake Griffin essentially. And the only thing the fan base has to, has to go for right now is, is uh, Jeremy Grant. And it's like, he he's not going to carry him to the playoffs, but you know, there's just so much different calculus that goes into this. You know, you have not only do you have wins and losses and then the dollars that you're paying these guys and future assets, but you also have GMs that are thinking about their jobs and coaches that are thinking about their jobs. And I tell you what, there's a lot of moves every single year that GMs make solely to not get fired by the owner. You know, so for yeah. years, the Bucks had a uh, Herb Cole as our owner. He was a senator from Wisconsin, owns Cole's, uh, um, you know, the department store, yeah. he, uh, 
he was always like lighting a fire under our GM. He's now the GM of the uh, Orlando Magic. Um, Nate blanking on his name right now, but it was always like eight seater bust. So we had Tobias Harris and we traded him in his second year for, we had drafted Tobias Harris out of VCU. We traded him in his second year for half a season of JJ Redick in order to run on the treadmill of the eighth seed again for another okay. year. It's like, so there's, there's all these different factors that go into play. You have Jersey sales, you have, um, you know, the consideration yeah. of alienating your fan base. Uh, so it's, it's like, it's a lot tougher to just pull up a trade than it is if you're playing video games or, you know, or doing the NBA trade machine online. And so, you know, a lot of times in some, some years we get those like really active trade deadlines. And then some years we don't, if I had to guess, I would say this year is probably going to be one where we don't see a whole ton of trades because uh, the, the money is just tighter around the league. Yeah. And, uh, there's a lot of money that is involved in, in trying to make this stuff work out. And, you know, and uh, I don't know, I, I could imagine most people are, are just going to be ta- having talks and maybe cutting players. Uh, but for the most part, it seems like I wouldn't imagine there's going to be a whole ton of action. I could be totally wrong though. Yeah. Some of the big moves already happened. Like with James Harden. I mean, how many teams, four teams right. in that deal? Right. Yeah. yeah well, we've, we've seen that a lot with the Cavs after LeBron left we were stuck with all these large contracts and, and guys that are decent players like Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson mm-hmm. that do a rebuild. You can't keep those large contracts on the book and you need to get more Jared Allens and fewer Andre Drummonds in the room. Loved that uh, trade though. Getting Jared Allen word. He's been, yeah. So good. He's been one of my buys. I, I'd be curious. Um, have you heard anything about Jaron Jackson jr? I love him as a player, but, but dude, I, I went all in on him last year and he hasn't, you know, recovery keeps getting pushed back and back. Yeah. I have no idea what, what's going on with his, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure there's only probably half a dozen people in the world that really know, uh, what's going on with him. You know, the teams really keep this stuff under wraps and yeah, it's like, I mean, I almost a playoff team with him and John and then I know injury yeah, they, and- they've had a kind of a tough go of it. They, they have as much young talent as anyone in the league and they've just barely had all of them together this year. I, yeah. I really still still strongly believe that Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to be an excellent player. I mean, he's just got he's got all the skills that you would want. And and uh, you know, John Hollinger, he runs the um, Hollinger and Duncan podcast. He used to be the the GM of the Memphis Grizzlies, and okay. so he drafted Jaron Jackson Jr. And you know, he's always talking about how much everyone in that organization loves the guy. And so it's like. I know they're invested in him emotionally and, you know, monetarily and everything else. So they're going to do everything in their power to get him healthy and and make him a star. So that's, you know, I really think he's going to be there someday. I'm just like, I don't know when. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, when you when you talked a few minutes ago about buying or looking for opportunities that people aren't in on yet, or they're not mm-hmm. thinking about this guy yet, 
Mm -hmm. Jaron Jackson came to mind or, or other guys who are just, whether they're in a small market or they're second, they're the second fiddle to a bigger name Mm -hmm. or they're injured. Like I think of Jonathan Isaac, is that guy ever going to take off or Paris Levert? And anyway, I am, I'd love to know any sleeper picks that you have for the second half. If it's a, whether it's a prospect or a team or a, uh, something in the hobby that you've noticed as an opportunity that maybe, you know, if, if you're legally allowed to tell us, <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, yeah, I think, uh, you, you mentioned a couple of the big ones, Jaron Jackson jr. Is, hmm. you know, yeah. Coming whenever a guy's coming back from an injury, it's like, I'll tell you what, a lot, there's a lot of, a, there's a lot of smart people in our hobby. But when you have a hobby that's as expansive as as the card market or just sports fandom is in general, and it's like, if you've talked to, I mean, you're a Cavs fan. If you talk to 10 Cavs fans, like how many of them would you say are like, you know, really smart about what they're talking about? It's like, <laughs> right. it's, it's, uh, and it goes that way in the, in the card market too. So I, you know, so many people, it's like, once the shiny object pops up, yeah, they're like yeah. rushing over to it. It's like, you got to be digging to try and find it. So I think Jaron Jackson Jr., he's injured. He's been out of sight, out of mind for so much. His prices have waned a little bit. Yeah, good buying opportunity. Anyone that's like that, um, Kevin Porter Jr., I see him pop up more often now. But he's a guy that, uh, you know, showed a lot of promise last year. He also uh, has had a lot of problems going back to college off the court, which make it a little more, you know, maybe a little scary to to invest in. But yeah. Um, if he comes back and he's playing on a Houston team that doesn't have basically anything going for it, he's going to get right. a ton of opportunities. So um, I don't know what type of minutes he's going to be getting now that he's, he's back up at Houston, but uh, yeah, yeah. You, you just have to try and think of guys like that, that they're just, you know, you liked them at one time and you know why you liked them. And uh, you assume it's going to be the case again, once they get healthy. Yeah, I took my son to a Cavs game. Well, a few Cavs games last year, but one of them, KPJ had like 30. Yeah. And it was, it was like his best game of the year. And I'm like, this kid is 19. Yeah. He you was know? One of the youngest in the draft uh, last year. Yeah. A lot of growing up to do. And, but it will be, it will be sad for Cavaliers fans to see. I mean, we want him to succeed. Yeah. Like another stud that got away, you know, um, here's, here's my deal, Sam. I like, I have been that guy that um, the not so smart guy that bought the shiny object after it was our, after the price already went sky high. I'm like, I still, you know, I got to get in on this. Um, now I'm starting to realize, wait a minute, um, I can become a victim of whether it's FOMO, um, yeah. whether it's like uh, taking a risk on the next big maybe instead of saying, okay. Uh, on on one hand, some of what I do with cards, I want to just do for guys that I enjoy and like following and cards that are valuable. So I've got, I've got a stash of LeBrons, nothing crazy, but it's like part of my, it's my PC part that I also know is going to at least retain its value. Right. And then I've got other guys like, um, like last year I bought into uh, like, and we mentioned Jaron Jackson, Colin Sexton, Marvin Bagley, DeAndre Ayton, and some of those guys, it's like, okay, <laughs> Colin Sexton's playing well, but the other three, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And and I've got Jonathan Isaacs. Like, yep. Anyway, but, but I've got to learn, and I'd be curious too, 
um, when we see these new releases come out, there is an opportunity to to make some money or to get wax and get stuff graded if you're willing to wait a long time. Yep. But like, how have you conquered the? And if if you haven't, that's fine. I'm just saying, how have you how have you wrestled with the the what what you're saying the the spikes in demand or the chasing after the shiny object? Because um, I guess I'm still working through that myself. But I'm also like, I I want to learn to be. I haven't bought any of the new hoops or Don Russ basketball because I look at what the prices are and I'm like, Hey, in three weeks, that's going to be 25% of what it is now. Right. Yeah. You really do have to be so, you have to think so rationally, you know, intentionally, you know, force yourself to think rationally when, when the rest of the market's not, it's tough because, um, you know, when Taylor Horton Tucker jumped up to like 200 bucks or whatever for his, you know, cards, uh, his mosaics uh, in the preseason. And everyone was just like going overboard. And some of it was sarcastic, but some of you know, a lot of it was very real. And some people have a difficult time telling between the two. So a lot of, you know, there's more FOMO going on. And so I, you know, I struggled because I was going to talk about it on, on Sam Dunks, but I, it's like, you almost don't want to be the guy that, dismisses it mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he blows up but then i was like well wait a second they are 11 deep so i i had a it was one of the graphics i was pretty proud of when i made it but i just i just took everyone's average playing time last year and kind of at, figured out like a minute up or a minute down or whatever it was based on where they're at in their careers and you know when you got down to the end of the bar to the 11th spot on the roster which is where Taylor horton tucker was it was four minutes mm-hmm. it's like okay you know, obviously not everyone's going to play every game. So, uh, and including him. So I said somewhere in the video, it's like, he might average what 10 minutes. And I think he's at 12, something like that. But regardless, if he's under 20 minutes, he's not going to get enough, enough time to, uh, to be doing any sort of damage that would sustain a you know, card market demand. So I really stuck to that. I said, you know, in my heart, I wanted, I was like Taylor Horton Tucker time, baby. And in my head, I said, nope, this, it just doesn't make any sense. There's just no way it's going to work. So anytime, you know, there's a bull bull or a THT that pops up, it's, it's okay. Where are the minutes going to come from? Who is he competing with minutes for? Uh, you know, basically it's that. And then right. is this going to continue? Chances are probably not. And so, uh, yeah, when, when everyone's thinking with their heart or just, you know, with greed, you just have to think what, you know, think as rationally as you can and uh, try and overcome it. And, and uh, you said something earlier that, you know, you were talking about your different, the different players they invested in. And I don't know if you, I'm sure you invest in stocks or have, you know, some, some retirement stuff set up too. And it's the same way with any investment stocks too, where if you're buying, you know, if you're buying just index funds, that's one thing, but if you're buying individual stocks, some of them will be winners. Some of them will be losers. The only thing you can do is do your homework and, you know, know what the company's doing. I invest in companies that I believe in the product. And, you know, I don't invest in companies that I don't know anything about because then you, then you're really running a risk and it's really just becoming gambling. And so on, you know, Sam Dunks, I always try and talk in terms of, of who the player is, what he does, what opportunities he has coming forward, all that. Cause the more you can know about the player and, and the, you know, his opportunity, the better chances you will have of, of not, you know, buying an egg, and, uh, right. but if you're just chasing after an object that you don't know anything about, uh, yeah, a lot of times you can do that too, but I've done that before also. It's, it's, 
Yep. When, when you start scrolling through eBay and you see something you like, it's hard to say no sometimes when you're not actually handing over physical money. It's, so. tricky, it's new. It's a limited edition. Yeah. Yep. Well, and, and by the way, what you just said, Sam, describes uh, much of the why behind why I wanted to start this podcast is seeing like, look, if, if you if you care about basketball, if you if you follow the NBA and love it or pay attention to it, at least yep. um, that that will influence or that can have a positive impact on how you approach basketball cards. Yep. Like like you said, you looked at the Lakers lineup. You knew they didn't bring, you know, um, Wesley Matthews and Dennis Schroeder and, and KCP and all these guys in so that Taylor Horton Tucker could take their minutes right. after a couple of good preseason games. Like you, you, you looked at what, what's actually available as far as what do you say? Minutes produ- production? Like, yeah. It, yeah. It, how many shots is he going to get up? What's his usage going right. to be looking like, you know? Yeah. And how many minutes and tell you if a guy's on the court for six minutes, a half, those are probably the six minutes that most people checked out because LeBron and Anthony Davis were on the bench and it was right. like, yeah, KCP running the show. And you're like, all right, this is a good time for me to get up and grab a beer and use the bathroom and <laughs> stretch my legs. And then, well, you missed Taylor Norton Tucker. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, here, so here's a, a next level question related to that. All right. Yeah. Going, going into the season, you talked a few minutes ago about like, Look, there was this this anticipation building for the the seasons coming back. Um, we didn't have much of an off season, right? Because of because right. of COVID and all that. But going into the season, there were all of these modern prism, you know, nineteen rookies, nineteen and twenty. Everybody from Brandon Clark, PJ Washington, Darius Garland, that whole class. Like I saw their values on the star stock. Mm-hmm. Just the whole index went way up. And then three weeks later, it went way down. Mm-hmm. And it seems like the guys who actually are playing and producing are either steady or, I mean, they drop too, right? But, but some of them are starting to pick up. Right. Um, anyway, I'm wondering which of these rookies beyond the, I mean, Zion's awesome. I think that's, that's as long as he can stay healthy, right? Yep. Um, you're, you're making a face though. Maybe he's not awesome. No, I, I, so I, I have, I have talk about him in my video tomorrow. For like oh, okay. Gotcha. So I don't want to spoil that. Yeah. I was like, thanks. <laughs> thanks Gary. He's an incredible <laughs> talent, isn't he? No one has to tune in tomorrow because we talk about it all today. <laughs> oh, that's right. Delete this new podcast. No, he, he is. He is incredible. And all of his, all of his market is down like 25% since the beginning of the year. And it's like, I mean, he's averaging 25 points a game. He's he's running, he's ball handling more than ever before. It's just like everything he's doing, if if it hadn't been for last year, you know, he was hurt for over half the season and so much growth in his market was just in anticipation of what he was going to do. It's like, it didn't matter if he came out and was like Hakeem Olajuwon. It was, it was, uh, it was probably not going to meet the uh, expectations. Right. And then when he scuffled in the bubble, everyone's like, yeah, he's fat and he's injury prone and he's not very good. And he can only shoot from three feet. You know, what about this shiny object over here? And it's like, so now he's uh, yeah. So now he's, his market is still down, even though he's been incredible. And you know, for 20 year old player to be shooting like 65% oh. from the field or whatever he's doing and, and you know, leading his team and 25, you know, it's just, it's all good. And it's a, it's a, it's like an all-time trajectory that he's starting out on. He's only 53 games into his career so far. And 
we were dinging him for averaging 25 points a game and, and doing right? well and starting in the all-star game it's like not good enough like when have we ever seen that before <laughs> this is so stupid he reminds me of a kid from Akron that way I'm just saying yeah yeah he really does yeah. um but it's exciting. I, I don't know if there's any other, I mean, Ja is, uh, he's had his ups and downs, but he's had a lot of ups lately. Are there any other that like the last, the last year, year and a half new guys, I can't tell what Kobe white is, you know, I, I want him to bust out on more than, you know, twice a month, but. I like what I see out of Darius Garland. Yeah. I was so high on him coming into the draft though. And so then last year was such a big disappointment for me, but then uh, he's looked really good. Uh, you know, he's had, he's had his moments and he's really, I mean, I don't watch as many Cavs games as you do um, obviously, but you know, from what I've seen, it's, it's like a lot of the weaknesses, which he had last year, he's improved upon. And really that's all you're going for. And these young guys is if they can improve year over year, month over month, it's, there's rarely a, you know, a linear, you know, improvement. It's like, it's steps. It's, it might be just a big step in the off season, uh, depending on you know what he was working on. It might be little steps month by, by month as he figures out, you know, different nuances of the game or, you know, as they say, like the game slowed down for him. And so I like what I've seen out of him. You know, there's other, you know, this year's draft, obviously LaMelo Ball is excellent. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, he's, you know, he's been incredible and hardly anyone's talking about him because the Kings are really bad. Right. But uh, he, I mean, he, He's like a guy that should have probably he could have gone to anyone above above where he went and also done, uh, you know, made th- that team better. Both those guys, LaMelo and Halliburton, uh, they just, you know, they play the type of bas- high IQ basketball where, you know, they just in- improve the game all around them for everyone on the team. Yeah. Uh, a I- lot of the other rookies haven't just haven't gotten a whole ton of minutes. So it's kind of kind of hard to gauge. But I think a lot of that has to do with them only having like a month between draft and the season starting. And they didn't have much of a uh, like college season last year either. Right. Yeah. I don't They're know. all like in Darius Garland's shoes, you know, where he barely had any time in college and then he's thrown into the draft. Right. Five games. And there you go. Yep. Yeah. Quickly. Um, Emmanuel quickly. Right. I mean, he's another guy that. Yeah. Is at least outperforming whatever was expected of him. Yeah. Anyway, it'll, it'll be fascinating. Any other second half predictions you want to go on the record with, or are you saving those for tomorrow? It's, it's cool if you do. Oh, no, I, I don't know. It's like, yeah, I think that Bucks will win out and win the championship. Book it. Through holiday. Yep. <laughs> well, getting him back will be nice. You know, Full time will be nice. No, I, I don't know. I, the Nets look so good. I really, I really wanted that to not work out. But James Harden has adapted his game so well. And everything that I did not like him for in Houston – like clearly he was listening to my podcast and was like, I gotta, I gotta work on that. I gotta work on that. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I, you know, the, they look so good. Who knows when Anthony Davis is coming back supposedly in March, but you know, if, if it's Lakers nets collision course, it'll be a great finals. If not, if it's not the Lakers, I don't believe in the Clippers uh, without, without a really a point guard to kind of take the reins. And it's just like Kawhi ISO possession followed by Paul George ISO possession. It's just like, that that'll be they're obviously good enough players to be one of the best teams every year in, in the regular season. But once you kind of get down to crunch time in the playoffs, that it gets a little tough for that to be very workable uh, in yeah. a seven game series. So, yeah, it really seems like Lakers and Nets are on a collision course. Maybe if the Bucks are able to, you know, figure <laughs> some things out, they've been working on stuff. Maybe the Sixers, uh, you know, 
they they have a good roster over there and you know they're de- they're in the same boat as the bucks where it's like until you prove it in the playoffs it's kind of hard to take them very seriously but right. right no i don't know it's a it's been a fun season so far and i think it's there's a lot of a lot of good basketball to be played i'm just pumped for the second half and sam thank you so much for helping us like prepare for it get ready for it it's it's here in just a couple of days the rest of the nba season thank you for joining us tonight on uh, hoops and cards Man, how can we follow you again? Instagram, the podcast. Tell us yep. uh, next steps here. You can follow me on Instagram at Slabstock Sam, but I never post anything. Okay. Aaron is always like, "Hey, you got to post stuff." I'm like, "Yeah, but I don't know. I don't live any part of my life online outside of Sam Dunk stuff." So it's like, I don't know. I'm just not wired that way. Uh, but yeah, probably more important to follow Slabstocks at Slabstocks. You can find us on YouTube. Uh, same thing, Slabstocks. And uh, yeah, if you follow us in those two places, then you'll have a pretty good idea of, of what we're doing and, and what's going on and what's coming up next. And check it out tomorrow, right? The second half. Second half preview tomorrow. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Sam, it's so great to have you with us. Um, appreciate all you do. And it's helped me fall in love with basketball cards again. So thank you so much. Thank you, Gary. I appreciate you. Thanks for reaching out as a fun conversation. If you ever need me back on, I know I probably hijacked an hour of conversation here, but if, if you're willing to have me back on maybe in a year or something like that, once you're ready for it again, <laughs> I'd be happy to do it. Awesome. Awesome. I'd love it. Yeah, it really was fun talking with Sam guys. Uh, think ahead, look ahead And if there are dates on the calendar, like the trade deadline, like the playoffs, the end of the season, this this regular season goes into pretty much the end of May. And one of the things I take home from what Sam said is is to look at your calendar, look at look at the the guys that are actually producing the playing time, the scoring, the opportunities and, uh, you know, try to forecast or, or think through even ask experienced investors like like Sam or like like dealers, uh, other collectors that you know and say, I want to be ahead of the game this year. I, I don't want to just react and, and say, oh man, I wish I had caught this wave. I wish I had sold before, you know, the, these teams uh, got eliminated. I, I, I wish I would have bought before the, the big hype leading up to the Hall of Fame inductions. Th- there's so much going on. And uh, anyway, I really appreciate Sam, like... Uh, these conversations about what is happening on the court, guys. Look at look at ESPN. Look at Sports Center. Look ahead, and uh, boy, it's going to be fun unpacking the second half with you. And uh, here at Hoops and Cards. So again, follow us, like us at Hoops and Cards on Instagram, Hoops and Cards Podcast at Gmail. If you have any questions, ideas. Uh, boy, if you've got some opportunities, we should look into uh, a player that you are high on uh, or a new release coming out that you're excited about. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Anyway, until next time, everybody.